Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics surrounding business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This past week, I learned that you need to keep shooting every single type of shot, (laughs) business shots, pitches, trying for relationships, everything you want, you need to keep shooting or pretty much you need to keep trying. But I love the whole basketball analogy for things. So you need to keep shooting your shot because at the end of the day, all you need is the one. You need that one person who's going to reply you, that one mentor, that one love of your life, that one supporter who's going to shift the tide for you. And if you don't continue to shoot, you're not going to get the one because unfortunately, these things are numbers games. Wouldn't it be nice to email that celebrity, pitch them your work, and on the first go, have them fall in love with it and have them not just fall in love with it, but push it to the extremes of getting you all the exposure that you need that will snowball into fame impact and everything you want just in the same ways and it wouldn't it be wonderful if that first crush you had in first grade became the love of your life you stayed together and you got married yes these things do happen but more often realistically it's a numbers game you need to keep trying you need to not give up and every time you fall you need to get up and do it again And again and again and again and again and again until you get the one. Because what I've noticed is that when you finally do get the one, that one opportunity, that one love of your life, that one yes, that one mentor, and you look back at all the work, the heartbreak, the sadness, the struggle that it took to get there, the impact of those things becomes so minuscule because the one makes it make sense. And I think at the end of the day, that's all we really want is for our efforts to make sense and for them to not be a waste or not be painful or end up in a situation or for us not to end up in a situation where everything we did amounted to nothing. And I think the only time things amount to nothing is when nothing happens and we decide to stop there. Because when nothing happens and we decide to stop and we don't try again, we don't pivot, we don't adjust, then we've closed the book, we've ended our story. But when you decide to try again, of course, within reason and in the appropriate way, I'm not saying to beat your head against a brick wall over and over again, thinking it's going to open. Some things are unrealistic, but you know, I'm talking about (laughs) realistic things here and in realistic methods. So trying again, but through pivoting and figuring out how best to do it, you're, it's always going to be worth it. Um, I send a ridiculous amount of pitch emails. I've sent copies of my book to people who you would probably be like, who do you think you are? But I think I'm me. And I think that if I do it enough, one person is bound to bite. And who am I to assume who that person is? And since I can't assume who that person is, I'm better off sending it to 100 people who could potentially be the person in hopes that with that numbers game and shooting my shot 
one of them is bound to land. So yeah, this week I got some positive confirmation on shooting my shot and I've just connected with somebody who is fantastic and amazing. And if I was too shy or too in my head or too scared of rejection, I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity. And this just keeps confirming that we need to continue to shoot our shot. So last week's episode was pretty much a giant word to live by. (laughs) So I just picked one of the concepts that I discussed or an affirmation that I discussed as the words to live by. I really hope you guys meditated on all of them. And the episode was high functioning brokenness. So in the show notes, I wrote out a list of the five affirmations. So you can go and refer to that if you'd like. But the one that I really focused on personally this week was there is more available to me if I want it. And this mindset has me looking at things differently. I don't think the end or the limit doesn't exist. It may exist in a certain place or time. It may exist with a certain person. It may exist in a certain context. But when I believe and internalize the fact that there is always more available, it opens my eyes so that in in the case that more isn't available where I'm looking, as long as you internalize the fact that more is available, then instead of giving up, you look somewhere else because more not being available in this place doesn't negate the fact that more is still available. So that just keeps you open-minded to continuing to look wherever you need to look to get what you need to get. And that mindset is, I think, a winner's mindset because when things just don't work out, it it kind of just goes back to the keep shooting concept, right? When things don't work out here, it's not a testament to me or the availability of X. It's more so it's run out here and there's still more. So now I need to look around and see where else more is available if that is what I want. So this week we are going to be talking about unrealistic expectations. So sad, so sad. (laughs) So media, fairy tales, and liars have all set us up for failure. People who don't say it like it is, who don't really show you the nitty gritty and fairy tales because everything is just perfect. And when I say fairy tales, I mean all of the Disney type fairy tales, but I also mean any fairy tale type story where we just hear about the happy ending and how everything just went from trouble to perfect and the middle the process, the trying over and over again, that part is just negated from the story. And just media, because as we know, social media especially, really shows and posts and pushes forward the highlight reel. And that highlight reel may absolutely be the truth, but everything that happened in order to get to that highlight reel is not usually shown by most people. And that's why I say that liars also set us up for failure because people will be like, no, my first interview, I got the job of my dreams and I did this or my first idea, I pushed it. And immediately the first day I put it online, I sold $700,000 worth of product and you can do it too. If you pay for my $65.99 workbook on how to do it. 
when in fact they never, the only product they've sold is a bunch of the sixty-five ninety-nine workbooks on how to do it based on a lie story <laughs> that they're using to pull you in, you know? So lots of people are out here being disingenuous. And if we are not able to sift through the rubbish and determine what's real, what's fake, what may be real, but is not the full story, we are going to set ourselves up for failure through having unrealistic expectations. And unrealistic expectations will have us expecting more than is sometimes realistically available. So yes, there are times when there is that unicorn story of that person who shot their one shot, sunk it in, and the rest is history. But realistically, that doesn't happen as often as we're led to believe. And when we expect this to be reality for us, whenever we do whatever it is we want to do, when this is not the case and that un- ex- um, unrealistic expectation doesn't actually happen the way we had planned it to because in our minds we thought it was a realistic expectation, it leads to unnecessary failure because we go in there with the wrong expectations and having the wrong expectations means that we're not going to be able to see things in their truest form, which will lead us to fail. Another thing it leads to obviously is disappointment because when you are creating something or entering into a relationship or starting a business or wanting to become a new version of yourself and you think that, yes, if I work out and do this realistically for two weeks at the end of it, I'm going to be the best spouse ever. I'm going to have ripped six pack abs. I'm going to have a Forbes fortune 500 business. Sorry for laughing. That's just very unrealistic. But in the moment that those things don't happen that way that you have unrealistically set your hopes on, you will feel this immense amount of disappointment. And what that also leads to is prematurely quitting because the moment you've expected rainbows and butterflies and you get storms and showers of difficulty, sadness, and rain falling from your eyes (laughs) in the form of tears, you're going to quit. Because what's the point of doing this? Clearly there's something wrong with this business model. Clearly this business could never succeed. Whereas your expectations for what you think should happen in a certain time frame is what is off. And in not being able to really get to the root of the issue, which is what I thought or the expectations I had for myself and this situation were not realistic, you'll now transfer all of those feelings of frustration and put it on the business because there's no way I shouldn't be able to get six pack abs in two weeks if I've never worked out a day in my life and I'm out of shape. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way I I shouldn't be able to become a millionaire by selling um three cent AliExpress products for $12.99 on a website. There's no way I shouldn't be able to come become a millionaire in a week. You know? So Clearly, if I'm not a millionaire in a week, clearly, if I don't have those abs, then there's something wrong with that program. So I'm going to quit. Whereas if you have realistic expectations, you'll be able to look at the big picture. You'll say, well, 
I have no marketing. No one even knows my website exists. There's no traffic. Yes, the product might be good, but if there's a gap between the customers and my product, then there's no way for me to make that money because their money can't come to an invisible source. And right now I am invisible, right? And if I've never worked out, I'm out of shape. I am not eating healthy. And I think 20 sit-ups a day is going to get me six-pack abs in time for my vacation. That is unrealistic, you know? And with relationships, same thing. I feel like all I have to do is tell somebody that I love them and not put in any work behind it. And because I've spoken my truth, they should fall in love with me and I should be engaged in in three months and married in six. (laughs) And if it doesn't work like that, we quit. And prematurely quitting is the end goal of unrealistic expectations because you've you've banked on the wrong thing so what I wanted to do for the rest of this episode is just give you three unrealistic expectations (laughs) that you really should try and avoid or if you're already using these expectations or if you already have these expectations and they're maybe not working out for you maybe this will be an aha moment for you to reconsider the way you're looking at things and understand how it could potentially be detrimental I'm going to give you one for business one for relationships and one for your personal development slash self so the first unrealistic expectation is one regarding business and it is that you can't expect your co-workers employees or bosses to be your friend I'm gonna repeat that one more time for the people in the back <laughs> you can't expect your co-workers employees or bosses to be your friends and I think this unrealistic expectation can sometimes lead us to failure in personal business, getting fired from corporate or working for someone and just getting us in trouble in in life. Because first of all, let me start off by saying, yes, some of us do meet the most amazing friends at work. And that friend can become your best friend. I met one of my best friends at work when I was 15 years old working at an amusement park. That's where I met one of my best friends. I was the maid of honor in her wedding. So hear me with a grain of salt, people. (laughs) But having the expectation that your coworkers, your employees, or your bosses are always going to be your friends or are your friends can really blur the line and get you in trouble. I will start off with bosses because I think this is where people really shoot themselves right in the foot. You can have that amazing boss. Remember the relationship though. You, they are your superior. You are their subordinate. That amazing boss who swears with you if you're swearing, who will take you out for drinks, who will laugh with you, who will, who will ask you about your personal life and even give you advice. And it's wonderful and you get so comfortable and then one day you slip up. You get so comfortable that you you put them in that friend space, forgetting that they're your boss and you say that one thing that really just lets them or gives them the opportunity to remind you of the hierarchy and the fact that 
you're not my friend or a situation where you tell your boss about your personal life. One of the things is when I was working corporately, I had my little baking business on the side and I never, ever, ever told anybody about it so much so that my coworkers didn't even have my Instagram or social media because I didn't need them getting that deep into my life. And one of the reasons is because you think that they're your friends until a situation comes up where what you're doing may be potentially an affront to the business. And at that point, you put your employment and your livelihood in danger. With the same baking example of mine, when we had bake sales and fundraisers at work, I would always bake and go all out and make a bunch of stuff so that we can make money for the fundraisers, right? And people would be like, oh, you should start a baking company. And I'm like, hmm, I'll consider it. That sounds cool. They're like, yeah, your stuff is so good. Do you sell it? I'm like, no, not really. I just make it for my family and friends. Because in the event that I say, yes, I do sell it. Yeah, I do that on the weekends and I start showing them my cakes. Should I be sick on a Monday morning or actually sick on a Friday afternoon? and it happens more than once, they might start to attribute that to my business. Whether it actually is me calling in sick because I have a bomb order, or it's actually me coughing and squirming in my bed for dear life, you know? We'll never know. But in that in that familiarity, you you leave a lot of room. And let's say now there's an issue with you at work where you're not really putting in the energy and there's a discussion. They'll be like, well, we also know you have this business or we also know you're doing this on the side and we feel like it's coming in conflict with the business. That's why they're not your friends because at the end of the day, when it comes between your friendship and the their livelihood and the progress of the business, they will always choose that over you. This is a fact. So that's why it's important to just not get into the place of my boss is so nice to me that he told he or she told me that I can call him anytime and that he'll give me a ride and he'll pick me up. And it's even the reason why when you go on work events, even if your boss is drunk, don't be drunk, friends. Don't do too much because I actually had a friend who told me about an experience of a Christmas party where everybody was drunk and this guy got this co-worker of his got so obliterated free alcohol open bar it's a setup friends um, and he literally pointed at the director and said you come here right now and pr- the director came over and he proceeded to yell or complain about whatever it was that that party was on a friday By Monday, everyone had the email effective immediately. So-and-so is no longer working with the company and he was never seen again because he crossed that boundary. Y'all are there dancing to YMCA, living your best lives, (laughs) drinking alcohol, and you forget the fact that these people aren't your friends. And coworkers in the same vein, we all have those coworkers who we get super close to, or you've heard those stories of coworkers who are super close and then the moment one of them calls in sick to get box braids or calls in sick to go to the cottage early the other coworker is there 
in the manager's office. Um, Carol, I just wanted to, I know you know that Janice is sick, but, or she said she was sick, but I was actually on her Facebook and she actually went up to the cottage a little early. I just thought I'd bring that to your attention. And they scurry back to their desk in proper snake fashion and betray that coworker. That's why you need to remember these people are not your friends. And for employees, as an entrepreneur or a business person, it's lovely to have people who have been in your lives as your friends come on in the capacity of an employee. It's lovely because you trust them, you know their work ethic, but it's important to separate the two. I have some amazing friends who run very successful businesses. And when we are out for drinks or at a party, they are so fun. We're talking about rubbish, living our best lives. But when it comes to a business transaction, their energy switches up. Initially, before I became uh, an entrepreneur, I used to think to myself, why are you doing the most? Stop this, (laughs) right? Like we're friends. Why are you sending me these formal emails? Like you didn't just tell me your deepest secrets yesterday, like behave yourself. But now I understand the importance of having that line, because when you don't have that line, you're going to, your business is going to fail or that friendship is going to fail because When somebody who's close to you and a good friend of yours is dropping the ball, if you don't know how to put on that employer hat and take off the friend hat, you won't be able to tell them what you would tell someone who you didn't have a past relationship with. And in being passive in this sense, you'll watch your business literally fail without being able to see anything because you're trying to maintain a friendship. But There needs to be a line in the sand and understanding where to put that line and having realistic expectations that you can't necessarily combine the two so so interchangeably that there's no difference or you're going to put your livelihood, your business, your employership at risk. The second unrealistic expectation is one with relationships and it's that you can't expect your significant other to fill every void in your life. I'll repeat it one more time. You can't expect your significant other to fill every void in your life. This is unfair, friends. This is absolutely unfair. And when I say void, I'm saying emotional void, physical void, preference void, Because when we get into relationships, one of the things that I've seen that has caused a lot of relationships to fail is that when someone gets a boyfriend or girlfriend, a husband or wife, they expect that person to be their everything. So I'll use myself as an example. I like baking. I like watching certain types of movies. I like binging series. I like going to the aquarium. I like going out to eat ice cream. I like hanging out with friends. And when I look at my life and when you guys look at your life, I'm sure when you think of the people that you go to for certain things, they vary. So if you want to gossip about Ratchet TV, you know what friend you go to for that. If you need spiritual guidance, you know who you go to for that. If you need someone who's just going to vent with you and listen to you, say horrible things but not take it too seriously because they know you just need that venting space you know who you go to for that you want to go to an expensive restaurant you know who you go to for that you want to go to a food truck you know who you go to for that 
you want to watch a series and discuss it on Netflix and binge it in one day, you know who you go to for that. And for the most part, there might be some overlap in the people that we go to for certain things, but we are very multifaceted and multidimensional. If you look at your life, a lot of your different dimensions, you can think of one specific person to go to for that thing that may not be applicable for something else. Just like if I wanted to go on vacation and party all night long and dance all night long, the person or the people who I think of for that may not be the exact same people who I think of if I wanted to fast and pray for five days straight, you know? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. And this is the issue that people get into with unrealistic expectations in relationships because you used to have 10 different people who would be able to ben who you'd be able to go to for 10 different things. But now you're looking at your significant other and expecting them as one person to be able to fill every single one of those voids in your life. This is not fair and this is not realistic. Because no one in your life has ever been able to do it. So yes, this may be the love of your life. This may be the bone of your bone, the flesh of your flesh, your personal person. But at the end of the day, they are still a person. So yes, they might be able to support you and encourage you. But is that their interest? No. And would it be better suited for you to get certain advice or do certain things with other people other than your significant other? Yes, it's absolutely beneficial, it's healthy, and it's necessary. Just because you found the love of your life or someone who you believe is the love of your life doesn't mean you need to be attached at the hip. Your significant other and you need to have things that you do together but still maintain your separate identities so you don't lose yourselves. This is absolutely important. So going into a relationship and expecting someone to be able to be everything for you in every way will lead to premature failure and premature breaking up. I say premature because maybe you you weren't meant to be, but even if you were, if you go in with these expectations, it will expedite the process to disappointment, fighting, arguing, and pressure. Because could you imagine what it is to be somebody's end all and be all? Like, Imagine if someone looked at you and said, you're my end all and be all. You're my prayer partner. You're my turn up partner. You're every single thing I need in my life. Even the things you're not interested in, I need you to be that for me. It's, it's, it's a very heavy burden to bear. And I think being cognizant of this will help us in our relationships and help you in your relationships because you'll realize that what you're asking for of that person is unrealistic and it's not fair and it'll help you to be able to tone it down. I like to get my nails done. I want the occasional pedicure. My significant other is not going to be less to me because they don't want to sit in the nail salon with me for three hours. They're not going to be less for me because I'm here looking at cake designs on Pinterest and I'm asking them what they think and they couldn't care less and I'm going to start an argument with them because you don't support me. You don't support my business. You don't support my life. People can support you but not... People can be invested in you fully, but not fully be invested in the little things that you do. They will support you, yes, but asking them to go head first into things that will never be of interest to them is actually quite selfish and a difficult position to put someone in because people will sacrifice for love and it might get to a point where they feel as though they're doing so much and it's still never going to be enough for you. And that's because nobody is enough for you. We are 
social beings and that's why we're around multiple people so that each person can have that benefit to us in a way so that we can fill ourselves with a bunch of people and not put that on one person. The last and final one is a self expectation. And this is you cannot accept, expect yourself from others. I know you guys have probably seen this on social media, but I think it is so true, so timely, so poignant what you decide to do as an individual, the effort you decide to put in, the money you decide to spend, the care and attention you decide to give to a person, a situation, whatever it is, do that in your own capacity. Do it because you have it available to you, you have it in abundance and you want to do it. Do not do it because you're expecting the same in return from somebody because you will break your own heart. My friend, you will break your own heart because you will give more than you can give from an empty vessel, dry yourself out, lay yourself out on the floor to be walked on and then realize that no one picks you up. So it's such an unrealistic expectation because we feel like if I give 200%, someone's going to give it back to me. But a lot of times people do not give it back. And another thing is that the way people give it back to you might not be the same way you have it to give. So for example, let's say you're someone who is financially free. You have a lot of money. Money has never been an issue to you. And the way you show love to your friends is to buy them expensive, lofty, luxury gifts they appreciate it they thank you they tell you they love you and that's the end of that come your birthday now you spent five thousand on somebody which was a drop in the bucket for you and now on your birthday they take you for a dinner and take you for an experience and they they or they cook food for you and they come over they bring wine and they talk with you all night And at the end of that, you're pissed off and unsatisfied because of the fact that I spent this much money on them. You have just set an unrealistic expectation because your capacity to spend money is what you should be operating in. And if that person says, well, I don't have money or the ability to spend it like that, but what I do have is love. I have effort. I have time. So I'm going to take my time and spend three hours cooking you an amazing meal and then come over and spend five hours talking to you and laughing and building memories. That is the equivalence of the value that you've given because in their eyes, somebody who takes time as a very important aspect, they will look at the time they spent and say, yeah, you bought me a purse, but It took you five minutes to pick this. You didn't even put in a lot of effort, right? So let's not go into situations and expect ourselves from other people because it's just going to hurt your feelings over and over and over again. So do what you can. So if you decide that this is what I have the capacity for, and even if I got no reciprocation, it wouldn't it wouldn't be anything off my shoulders. That's what you should do. And of course, our hope is to have things reciprocated to us because who doesn't love nice things? Who doesn't love attention? Who doesn't love gifts? Who doesn't love acknowledgement? Most of us do, but don't just, don't let that be your primary motivation in doing what you're going to do because you're going to constantly set yourself up for failure. And this goes for any type of event. 
if you're having a wedding, for example, and you are, you've gone to other people's weddings and you've given them certain amounts of gifts and then you calculate that that's what they're going to give you in return and you use those calculations to spend 20,000 more on your wedding than you can actually afford, assuming that you're going to get that 20,000 back in gifts, you're setting yourself up for failure because if somebody who you gave $300 for their wedding decides to give you a picture frame and a 50, you can't fight them on it. You did what was in your capacity and they're doing what's in theirs. So when we set our expectations realistic to what we are able to do, we're going to mitigate that pain. Yes, there will still be some pain if somebody like epically drops the ball or fails, but we're not going to put ourselves at a deficit financially, emotionally, physically, because we're doing the most to get the most back and it never comes. And then we're just tired and disappointed for no reason. So I really hope that those three tips helped you guys. I'm going to put them in the show notes as well. I'm going to try moving forward to be putting whatever tips, affirmations, whatever is really in the body of my talk in the show notes. I always put the words to live by anyway. So those are also there if you guys didn't know and you want to take a look at them. The words to live by for this week are, I shouldn't expect more than I am willing to put out. And this is another unrealistic expectation. Some of us are expecting heaven and earth from people who we can barely even give hell to. (laughs) You can't even give them earth, let alone heaven. And we are expecting from them. And this, I believe, is the litmus test that we need to use to be considerate and kind people. What I am expecting from this person, would I be willing to do the equivalent of this for them? And if the answer is no, or would I even be able to do the equivalent of this in general? If the answer is no, then maybe my expectations of that person are unrealistic. And maybe I should cut them some slack. And maybe I should cut my cloth according to my size because some of us are out here wanting big things when we wouldn't even be the equivalent of that or be able to reciprocate that. And that's very selfish because that's where you'll find situations where people are doing so much for people because that's who they naturally are. As I said, they do what they, what's in their capacity and somebody else is sitting there doing the bare minimum in exchange. And when we see these type of situations, we look at them and we're like, poor person, they don't, that person's not even deserving of this person because look how much this person's doing and they can't even respect the person, the other person can't even respect them or give them dignity or do it back in exchange. And when I say expect what you're willing to put out, just as I said with my last unrealistic expectation, understand it that that comes in varying ways. So if somebody is willing to put out a certain level of energy and effort in a way that's comfortable to them, are you also willing to put out an equal or complementary amount of energy or effort in a way that is easy or in a way that that is true to who you are and your likeness. And if the answer is no, guys, I want you to be able to step away. And this is something that I know a lot of us find very difficult because if somebody is just showering us with love, showering us with compliments, affection, and we know we have none of that in us to give them back. And the reason why they're doing it is because they want it in return and they think you're the place where they should get it from. Let's not be users. Let's not be horrible people. Let's not be inconsiderate. If you know that 
the energy someone is giving you, you will never be able to reciprocate. Please be honest with them. Let them know that I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you're doing, but at this moment or ever, or however you want to put it, I will not be able to do the same in return. At that point, you've given the person all the information necessary to decide whether or not they want to continue doing what they're doing. If they want to continue doing what they're doing, you're not using them. You're not taking advantage. There's no manipulation because all the cards are on the table. And if they decide that they no longer want to do it and you feel like you're at a loss, could you imagine how much of a loss it could be to, it would be to somebody to be pouring their energy and effort into a, into a situation that will never reap any returns? Whereas they could be pouring that energy and effort into a situation that could reap many returns. So I just want us to be considerate and to be kind to one another. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are enjoying my podcast, please share, please subscribe, please rate. I would love to get your opinions. If my email is in the show notes, if you want to send me a question, I'm compiling my questions right now. So I'm probably going to be doing a giant Q and a episode in the future, instead of just answering them at the end of each episode, as I had initially planned in episode one. (laughs) So yes, thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.